Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. For obvious reasons, we keep this place as gloomy as possible. Welcome to Mind Poppers Podcast. We are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies. Once you get used to these grim surroundings, you'll never leave. Nobody ever does. We continue now with tonight's case, Conspiracy. Now, right now, listen. Are we recording? I think that we are. I'm coming from you. I'm I'm sitting on the floor. I'm sitting on the floor. I've moved. It's very traumatic. It is. I'd advise you not to do it. I'm literally sitting on the floor of my janky new apartment. No furniture. No nothing. You know, it's definitely not good for me. Um, you know, and they say in terms of moving home, that moving home is like the second most traumatic thing to say like having a death in the family but at least when you have a debt in the family people pity you people reach out you know they don't expect much of you but when you move house people really just expect you to go on living as normal and I don't really think it's realistic this has really just been a drain on me not only physically but emotionally and spiritually I'm exhausted Um, And I don't know how long it's going to take for me to recover from this. That is why there was no episode last week. I was moving, even though by that time I was fully moved in. But I needed time. Like I said, I'm just literally physically, spiritually and emotionally decimated. Um, What was I going to say? I wanted to go back to about having a death in the family. Oh, yeah. Um, You know. They say that moving is like a death in the family, whatever. But the point that I was thinking of earlier on today is what I should have done if I wanted the sympathy, you know, is post one of those pictures to social media of like, say, my grandfather that died when I was like two months old. And, you know, like a picture, like some like black and white ass picture of like him holding me when I was two months old, being like, oh my God, I just, I miss you every day. Or like the pain, it never gets easier, you know, or sleep tight, sweet angle, you know. I know you have the best bed in heaven. Um, you know those people, it's something that's always irked me. I'm just not the kind of person, one, that posts about, you know, dead relatives online. Now, in saying that, okay, I've never had anyone, like, die on me, at least when I've been at an age where I've, like, developed some sort of, like, consciousness, you know? Or at least, I mean, that's not true. I've never had anyone die on me that, like, I really cared about, if that makes sense. So maybe I'm speaking, you know, prematurely, but something that has always, like, just irked me is these people, okay, and you know them, you know them, you're friends with a lot of them, you you know, you're probably following a lot of them. Um, If you're listening to this, I can only assume you have surpassed a certain vibration where you're not taking part in it. But you know, it's this kind of 
a culture of people, I guess, who just will seek out trauma because maybe they haven't have any of their own, but they seek it out. And it's these people who like will post pictures of like their grandparents, their great grandparents who've passed on their social media accounts, even though like, okay, granddad died when you were like nine months old, but you're still posting every year, like miss you every day, granddad. You don't. And I don't say that with a cold heart, or maybe I do, but you don't know that man, okay? That man could have been a bastard, but you were, we're eight months, you didn't even walk, okay? You didn't, you don't know him, you don't remember him, like, oh, it's just, it never gets easier. When was it difficult? You did not know that man, you know? That man could walk past you in the, on, on the street, and you wouldn't be able to pick him out of a crowd, you know? Um... So it's just all oh, these people who like seek out trauma. It's like, you know, get some trauma of your own, like the rest of us. Um, I'll never understand it. I'll honestly never understand it. I don't know if it's people looking for attention or for sympathy. I'm sure it's a combination of all those things. But people who post about their dead relatives who they never fucking met, who they never fucking knew, who they never had a relationship with. Oh my God, it just boggles the mind i'm like seriously get some of your own trauma you fucking loser you know stop trying to like fucking you know ride the coattails of your fucking grandmother's trauma who lost her husband you know two months after you were born you know give me a fucking break um some of us have real issues okay um i mean look if the the biggest concern in your life is the grandfather that died when you were a week old, then you know what? I'm jealous of you because that sounds like a good life. You know, you're mourning people you knew for 48 hours. I just, God, I don't have the time. I don't have the time. Um, Last week, I guess, in politics, we had, over in the US, the inauguration. So we have Sloppy Joe and Cop Mala having sworn into the White House and Democrats and neoliberals everywhere are creaming their fucking skims. Um, And it's not that I was ever a Trump supporter. You guys know that I wasn't. I despised him just as much as anybody. But I also acknowledge the evil on the opposing side, which it seems like a lot of you do not, you know? A lot of you, again, when I say a lot of you, I presume not the people sitting and listening here, but a lot of you love to make it, like, love to live this, like, fairy tale black and white world where you have, like, one party is bad and one party is good. I mean, you should know that from living in Ireland, that, that for the most part, they're all rotten to the core. But I'm not getting into that today. Um. So, anyway, the la- last week was the inauguration. I don't know if you guys watched it. I didn't, personally. But I watched the clip of Lady Gaga singing the national anthem. She was good. She was good. Doing A Star Is Born really did wonders for her career. Especially amongst the seniors. Um, You know, what I do find is one thing that I'm missing about Trump. Which is never anything I thought I'd say. One thing I feel like I'm missing about the Trump presidency is the chaos. 
because I have a very chaotic inner working and at times you know it was nice to see that chaotic like inner monologue being reflected on the outside world but what I'm actually missing is his online presence you know it just would have been nice you know because obviously he got the blanket ban but it would be nice to see him bitterly tweeting about the inauguration the inauguration that he did not attend by the by and I bet he just he would have had a lot to say but obviously due to the blanket ban across social media we'll never get to hear those bitter tweets you know so sleep tight sweet prince also right oh my god okay don't come for me for this what I'm about to say don't do it um because maybe I am being insensitive maybe I'm not I feel like I'm not I feel like I'm a good judge okay here of falling you know somewhere central and these kind of matters um so I saw this tweet okay I think it was the day of the inauguration maybe the day after and you know look maybe I'm being ableist okay and if those of you who don't know what what, what that term refers to I guess it's being like discrim- sorry let me fix my fucking donut pillow while my hole is fucking glued to this frozen cold floor Ugh. um so basically I saw this tweet right about the inauguration um being ableist okay being discriminatory against um, the disabled world which I don't think I am being but obviously we have an email address in the episode notes so if you find that I am please check me there so this tweet it wasn't viral or anything but somehow it made its way onto my twitter timeline I guess someone just happened to retweet it who I was following onto the timeline whatever um and it was oh sorry it was from a user who is disabled um which i'm surmising from them having like the wheelchair emoji in their twitter name anyway the tweet reads disabled people participating in the inauguration non exhaustive uh, exhaustive list so i guess this is someone who is like you know tweeting about like i guess like disability kind of visibility um, you know, like people like to see, you know, like trans visibility or, you know, black uh, visibility. You know, you like to see kind of like a diverse, I guess, cabinet of people that make up your political system, which is fair. And I totally get that. But I mean, you'll see it was it, it's a bit much for me. So anyway, like I said, the tweet reads disabled people participating in the inauguration, a non-exhaustive list. President Biden Daughter, Lady Gaga, fibromyalgia. Uh, a notable mention, Andrea Hall says Pledge of Allegiance in ASL, which is, I guess, American Sign Language. And yeah, I get that. Okay, I'm like, sure, that is like disabled rights, or sorry, disabled visibility, sure. Justice Sotomayor, type 1 diabetes. Jennifer Lopez, anxiety. And Amanda Gorman, I don't know who she is, stutter. I'm sorry, but the two, two, okay, of the one, two, three, four, five, six people, two of the six people, your disability visibility is a fucking stutter. I'm, okay, and look, maybe, whatever, but give me a fucking break. Jennifer Lopez is your fucking, I can't. Jennifer Lopez, as in Jenny from the wheelchair accessible block. I mean, that's such a reach. I get it, you want disability visibility i get that but i'm sorry what a fucking reach jennifer lopez having anxiety is not fucking disability visibility like are you kidding me we all have fucking anxiety i couldn't and i just couldn't as either with like oh like our, our 
proud disabled president, you know, Biden with his fucking stutter. I cannot. And look, okay, whatever about Biden having a stutter, like, I'm not sure how severe that ever was. So I don't know the history, you know, behind it. So maybe I shouldn't speak on President Gump. Um, But I just can't With J-Lo being on the list for anxiety Like Jennifer Lopez Disabled queen of the block Like come on The bitch has anxiety She's not disabled Like hello We're all fucking anxious every second of the day There's a threat of war There's a financial collapse What have you We're living through a global pandemic We're all anxious Um, I'm all about disabled visibility or whatever, but I'm sorry, J-Lo being anxiety or having anxiety and then claiming her as some sort of disabled queen, like, that is a fucking reach to me. Um, Also, I do have other disturbing news in the news that I've picked up this last week. Uh, Very startling news, dear listeners. So, planking. Okay, you remember planking? It was like that trend that took over the world. And I want to say 2009. I want to say it. Um, It's back, apparently. Um, You remember like all these dumb bitches in school would like lie down. Um, Like they'd lie down flat on like the desk or in the halls for a photograph. You know, the way like people would be like, you know, they'd lie down, like, they get a picture for, like, Facebook of, like, me planking in, like, all these bizarre places. I was like, you have your face down on the fucking gravel, you fucking loser. You loser, <laughs> you know, couldn't be me. I was never someone, I have to say. I wanted you to know in here first, I was never one. I was never had the time to participate in planking, you know, not at all. And you just remember all these dumb bitches in school would lie down, like uh, like I said, on the desk or like or in the halls for a photograph. I remember I stood on a bitch's throat, you know? <laughs> um, and I didn't feel bad about it. Like I have to chalk that craze down to some sort of mass hysteria, like a very dark and embarrassing stain on the history of our generation. Yeah, and you know what? Well, it's back. And it's all thanks to who? Justin Bieber, who started the hashtag 2021 plank. And of course, it was Justin Bieber, king of white mediocrity. Um, You know I hate Justin Bieber. You know I hate Justin Bieber. That that's You know what really sold the nail in the coffin? One was I hate him and Hayley Baldwin. They're just, they just stuck like two Bible bashers, you know? Like just two... Bible bashers thanking God for everything. I'm like, no, you do not have God to thank. You have a, a great label and production company who fucking sold you as like a sex icon to prepubescent girls. You know, there was no God did not play a hand in that, you know, at least no God that I would choose to worship. Um uh, but you know what, I'm just, uh, like, I can't do a uh, planking in 2021. I feel like we have evolved beyond that. I'm just sorry, but my mental state could not handle another planking epidemic. Like, people have fucking worms in their brains. The only good thing I will say about planking was being able to look at pictures and see people's butts, you know? Because obviously... You couldn't really be looking at people's butts in school. I guess it was frowned upon. And when did you get the time? Everyone was fucking sat. You know, they were sat down. 
So during that planking phase, you know, when everyone was like planking, obviously, you know, they were like face down, booty up. Um, and they were taking the photos. So you could like go on to like Facebook and go through albums of planking, you know, when you were that young, horny kid. Um, and like, obviously, the good thing about planking was being able to look at these pictures on Facebook and see people's bots. And like, it really separated the schoolyard into who had cake. And who was a Michael Flatters, you know? So I am grateful in that regard. Um, but obviously, um, these thoughts have been morbid enough. Um, something that we're going to talk about today um, as our main topic. I don't know if we have time for a conspiracy theory. If we do, I will circle back. Um, but the main topic today that I want to talk about, and we talked about it briefly over on Instagram um uh, the, the other day if you're following me it was on my my personal instagram not the mind poppers instagram which i look i will hold my hand up i have just let devolve into a desolate wasteland you know which is my bad but at the best of times let me tell you i i can barely tolerate social media you know i really really cannot i think 99% of the people on there are idiots are morons social media is literally just a platform for fucking for imbeciles you know and it always surprises me these people like who have a really large following the people with the largest followings i feel obviously it's not always the case are the most stupid people because there's you know there's always a lot more idiots out there than there is the rest of us so, you know, it's just, it, I won't go into it. Um, but yeah, like I said, I don't, I mean, I don't even watch a lot of Instagram. You know, I don't, I watch my friends. And of course, there's a couple of people that I watch, but I don't watch influencers. That word makes me get sick in my mouth. I like to think of the people that I watch as like anti-influencers, okay? May I be so risque? By anti-influencers, you know, for me, an influencer is someone who's coming on and flogging a boohoo haul or showing me the latest shit that they bought, which I couldn't possibly care less of at all, at all, at all, at all. I couldn't care less. Um, and they're like showing me like how they're like making like they're the most basic ass fucking food dish or they're like showing me like their stretch marks or whatever. They're all very performative, all this kind of shit. All these influencers, they, they have just got no no interest in me at all. If you ever see me online following any of these people, know that I'm doing it one because they have followed me and written a nice message to me and I did so out of a feeling of obligation or two I find them very hot and I literally only use I only look at them to cash in on their physical beauty because of course I'm not tuning in for their minds now the anti-influencers for me are the people who are go who you go on to and they're not flogging their shit you know they're not telling how to do this telling it blah 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 but they're storytellers they're skilled storytellers they're comedians there's a sense of authenticity about them that i find quite compelling whatever that's not what we're here for what i want to talk to you is about this topic of intrusive thoughts something that we all seem to have ready to pop the question the jewelers at blue have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments 
Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So first, I guess, let's actually offer up some sort of blanket definition of quote-unquote intrusive thoughts so that we're all on the same page. From the amount of submissions I got on Instagram today, it would seem like the vast majority of us have these intrusive thoughts. Either that or my Instagram page has become some sort of beacon for the mentally ill, which, God, I cannot rule out. Um... But, like, many people experience, like, the type of bad or unwanted thoughts that people, like, you know, with more troubling intrusive thoughts have. But most people, like, they can dismiss these thoughts. You know, for most people, most of us, intrusive thoughts are like a fleeting annoyance. But a psychologist, Stanley Rachman, um, presented a questionnaire to healthy college students and found that virtually all said that they had those thoughts from time to time. So including thoughts of sexual violence, sexual punishments, unnatural sex acts, painful sexual practices, blasphemous or obscene images, thoughts of harming elderly people or someone close to them, violence against animals or towards children, an impulse or abusive outbursts or utterances. Such thoughts are, I guess, universal among humans and have almost always certainly have been a part of the human condition, according to Stanley. So on Wikipedia, I know, but they kind of break it down into different sectors. So like a lot of people will have intrusive thoughts, you know, and basically an intrusive thought is just like they said, this thought that comes into your head kind of, I guess, out of nowhere. And it's not a thought that you'd ever, you know, want to put out there into reality. But nonetheless, you're, you're still thinking of it. So they kind of break it down into aggressive thoughts as a section. So aggressive, like invade or intrusive thoughts, would be like causing harm to elderly people, imagining or wishing harm upon someone close to oneself, impulses to violently attack, hit, harm, or kill a small person, child, or animal, impulses to shout at or abuse someone, or attack and violently punish someone, or say anything rude, inappropriate, nasty, or violent to someone. Oh my God, check, 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 check. All of them, you know, 100% on the daily. And then they have, you know, sexual thoughts. Um, So these intrusive thoughts can be like sexual obsession, you know, involving like images of kissing, touching, fondling, oral sex, anal sex, intercourse and rape. And this is like with strangers, acquaintances, parents, children, family members, friends, co-workers and even religious figures. Okay, Um, and then we have like religious thoughts. 
so intrusive thoughts they categorize like sexual thoughts about god okay who is doing that you know and there's some old irish mammies that have the sexual thoughts about god saints and religious figures bad thoughts or images during prayer or meditation thoughts of being possessed fears of sinning or breaking a religious law or performing a ritual incorrectly oh my god losers if that is your intrusive thoughts like i didn't pray correctly you know, again, like those old mourners mourning their grandfather who died 40 years ago, do better, you know, if you're going to sin, do better. Um, fears of reciting prayers incorrectly. Oh my God, give me a break. Okay, enough of this. I actually really don't care if you're having religious intrusive thoughts. I just don't. Um, but these thoughts, obviously, they seem to like get stuck in your mind. And obviously, like they can cause distress since the nature of the thought like might be upsetting. Um, but they, like, I guess problems can occur because they can also reoccur, you know, frequently, which can make the concern worse. You know, intrusive thoughts, you know, by nature are violent and disturbing. And I guess in some cases, intrusive thoughts can be the result of like an underlying mental health condition like OCD or PTSD. A woman messaged me on, on Instagram the other night and was like, oh, thank you for posting all of these. You know, as someone who suffers from OCD, I guess intrusive thoughts play a big factor for her, you know? Um, and like, again, these thoughts could also be like a symptom of another health issue, like such as a brain injury, okay? But, like, we all get them, don't we? You know, we can't all be mentally ill, can we? Can we? I would argue that we are, honestly. I mean, guys, if we take a step back for a second and think about all these outside factors, like the cost of living, the rising prices of rent, social pressures, feeling unfulfilled, like living through many recessions, a global pandemic, knowing that every day innocent children are dying of hunger and being blown to smithereens, you know? Even though we may not like consciously think about this all the time, there is just no way, in my opinion, that we don't absorb all of that into our subconscious. Everyone listening right now, you know, we carry so much on us. We really do. You know, we really be going through it. Um, and, you know, I guess, you know, we, we carry more than any other living living being should have to, but we do. And we are so strong and so resilient that somehow we manage to go on living, even if it feels overwhelming at times. So I would argue, you know, in a world run by a powerful, corrupt and greedy 1%, that there is just no way that any of us are not mentally ill in some capacity. I truly believe that. I believe that we are all fucked up. Um... <clears throat> You know, for the vast majority um, of cases, these intrusive thoughts are harmless. And just because you think something does not make it reality. You don't need to feel shame for these thoughts. I mean, like, we have an animal brain. And I think a part of that, you know, is thinking about horrible worst case scenarios as a part of, like, a mental survival guide, if that makes sense. Um, and now, like, you only need to be concerned if you feel consumed by these thoughts, if they're actively having a negative impact on your life. In that case, you can go to a therapist who focuses on CBT, 
which is cognitive behavioral therapy to aid you in handling those thoughts it's not a big deal okay so don't freak out I mean, you know whenever i see cbt written on my mind it automatically goes to sex because in the world of porn cbt stands for cock and ball torture mm-hmm, get into that <laughs> um and you know i've always had these intrusive thoughts um but i didn't always like have the term for what they were um one of my go-to intrusive thoughts like often like many of you have said often revolves around babies especially when someone has just had a baby in the family like take my cousin debbie for instance she got knocked up with twins insisting I'd be a godfather to one of them, which I begrudgingly said, okay, okay, I will. And it's fine now because they're like one and a half. I'm guessing I have not really been a good godfather. I haven't. I've been kind of a deadbeat godfather. Um, Again, you know what? You had kids. I can come in out of their life. Um, but they're durable enough if you get me so like not to give me anxiety like when when they were that young at that young age you know at that very like young tender age like a couple of months you know where they look like if I was to leave off a big enough fart it would like incinerate them (laughs) you know um like leave them like pile of ashes um like when I was around these young kids like very young it was just like a perfect haven for these intrusive thoughts and like like I said from your guys submissions I know that the whole dead baby thing is a very common one like I just always imagined like holding one of the babies and I'd be like walking and suddenly I'd trip over one of my laces or something and fall like 180 degrees WWE style and completely flatten the baby I mean properly flatten the baby like a pancake baby like imagine having to tell someone you flatten their baby you know like I don't know what you're getting so heated for uh, the kid always looked like that and you like pan to the baby looking like a fucking wave like a literal wall sticker like head flat like a big tortilla wrap I'm like maybe you're not feeding it enough <laughs> you know it's just something that always freaked me out similarly like intrusive thoughts and like regards to babies would be like sitting on one you know like squishing one with your booty like and you know they're like you know because like some people when they have a baby um sorry i was looking for my vape you know when some people have a baby and they just be like leaving it on the couch but like surrounded by pillows and like you walk into the room and you're not really paying much attention and five seconds later okay what is it? It's death by booty hole, you know? Um, as in, like, I just have this fear of I'm going to sit on a baby. And always in these intrusive thoughts, my butt is, like, 15 times bigger than it is. Like, the baby is literally, like, pressed in between my butt cheeks. And I'm turning around me like, oh, my God, where's the baby? Where's the baby? As it fucking swings left to right out my booty hole, you know, like, crushed. Um. <laughs> Similarly the thought of like walking up the stairs with a baby like oh my god and you get like three quarters of the way up and like suddenly you like suddenly stumble backwards and you just start like rolling down the steps like one of those bad Bollywood films you know and you keep rolling and you keep rolling and you like go through the glass of the front door and you're rolling out onto the street and you keep rolling and you keep rolling until eventually like you roll under like a garbage truck 
Um, and I mean, it makes no sense, of course, because you've defied all logical laws of physics, but it happened and now the baby is a garbage baby. It's, you know, it's those kind of thoughts for me. Um, another intrusive thought that I have sometimes is that like my lover, my lover dies tragically. I know, <laughs> you know, um, and I perform a song at his funeral, like... I'm not sure what I wear in this intrusive thought, but it's always something black with like a long black Italian widow type veil that like sways gently in the summer breeze as I stand next to like the coffin with a microphone, you know? Usually I'm singing like I'll Never Love Again. Um, you know, that song from um, A Star Is Born, Lady Gaga, she's like, I don't want to know what love is unless it's you and me. <laughs> I know, shook. Um, usually that's what I'm saying in this, in this intrusive thought. Um, and like everyone is left absolutely stunned by my vocal ability. Like his mother sobbing next to me as I play the piano. Like, how fucked up is that? Like, I'm painfully single, but already have intrusive thoughts about turning up, you know, at my lover's funeral. Um, And you know, like, in this intrusive thought, I'm giving, like, those Christina Aguilera vocals too. Like, the coffin is shaking, okay? The mother who just lost her son is shook. She is shook the house down. The priest is absolutely gagged. And everyone there sitting down mourning are like standing up with their lighters, like swaying back and forth. And you know, like what my problem is, instead of having this like intrusive thought and dismissing it like a normal person, I take it and I fucking run with it. I turn it into a whole fucking daydream. You know, like it's a whole fucking motion picture um I wish I would stop it there but I don't like um I just don't I don't um and like while I'm belting out no in this intrusive thought like I always imagine you know like a dove landing on my arm you know because I'm just that good or like a butterfly landing on my face just to be extra fucking dramatic um, like these poor people have just lost their loved one too soon, you know, because obviously it's tragic, you know, probably cut out of a car. And I have them all sitting there, you know, instead of at a funeral, that's like, you know, an evening with Adam O'Reilly, you know, it's very dark. And, you know, the most troubling thing about that intrusive thought isn't so much the fact that I'm thinking about the love of my life dying. But the fact that I use that moment and turn it into the performance of a lifetime. There's no other words. A performance of a lifetime. Career defining. And it's not, you know, to say that like the thought, this intrusive thought isn't steeped in like sadness for me. Because it is. It is steeped in sadness and melancholy and of course bums me out. Um, But, you know, the thing for me, because like it is all of those things. But it also does like bring all the attention back to me. And like, is that a sign of like severe narcissism? Is it? I mean, I guess if you can't be, you know, you can't even be the center of attention in your own intrusive thought, then when can you be? I guess we could take a look at some of the intrusive thoughts that you guys are going through right now at the moment. 
There was a lot of submissions about babies, you know, to no surprise, it is extremely common one. One of my favorites was, if I'm having a rolly and a child in a buggy passes me, um, to put the cigarette out on their head, okay? I've never had that, I've never had that. Now, I did actually ash um, on someone in a, in a wheelchair once. Not proud of it, and it was totally by an accident, but it was in college. Um, when I say, okay, no disrespect, but this bitch was zoomed, okay? It was one of these electronic ones, okay? She nearly took the legs from underneath me, okay? I nearly went up over that bonnet. Um... Like, I had to be going about 40k, you know. Like, you know these motorized ones. It's like part scooter, part wheelchair. No, it was like smoke coming out the back. But she'd actually blown up next to me just as I had ashed in the air. And, you know, ashed on them. Um, which, again, not a proud moment for me. Totally unintentional. And, of course, then I felt very bad. Because it's like, bad enough ashing on 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 somebody but of course you're going to feel extra bad ashing on someone in a wheelchair you know whether that is right or wrong you know whether you know my feeling bad for more bad for one person over another is ableist I do not know but that has happened to me before someone else said waking up obese uh, sleepwalking off a balcony throwing a baby um a lot of babies falling down the stairs um my hair getting caught in an escalator, like head against the floor and hair ripped out. <laughs> yes. Um, when I was pregnant, I thought a pole was going to go through my car into my belly, like final destination. Mm, okay. Um, driving over a person's foot. Okay, we, we, can, we get over that. I think we've all done that. Um, you're not special. Um... Cutting my leg or arm off just to see what would happen. And pushing my granny down the stairs. Okay, work. Love that. Um, a lot of people got anxious about throwing my phone into the water. Dropping a knife in the kitchen on one of my dogs. Um, what else do we got? The pick of a knife stabbing my tummy just flashes in my mind. Sometimes very intrusive. Okay, that is a very intrusive one. Sometimes I have this intrusive thought, okay. Um, especially if like I'm paranoid. Um, you know, whatever. That um like all my bones will suddenly snap. So um, all my like limbs, I guess, will suddenly snap in the opposite direction. You know, get into that. Oh my God. Um, when I'm walking, I always feel like I'm going to fall in front of a car and die. Um, the urge to punch, pinch or slap the people closest to me. I fucking, okay, let me just side note. You remember those bitches in school that would pinch? They were pinchers. I'm not even talking like primary school or or. or, or prior I'm talking like in secondary school you know those girls that would like pinch you and you were at a stage you know it was before feminism so you couldn't hit women um and like these girls that like be pinching you and like of course there's nothing more painful than a fucking pinch nothing at all and all you wanted to do was knock someone's teeth out you know because you know if you were one of those pincher pincher people then I have no respect for you. I don't. I don't know what it was about girls, but girls in secondary school, a lot of them, they loved to pinch people. And oh my God, nothing would get me more fucking aggro. Like I said, 
I would like to, anyone who pinched me, the intrusive thought for me straight away would be, you know, American history Xing some bitch's ass. That's, the, you know, when you curb someone, basically, is when you, like, open their mouth and make them lie down on the curb and you, like, stomp on the back of their head and it, like, breaks their jaw and, like, knocks all their teeth out. Again, it was from a movie. I did not make that up. Um, Pinching is an absolute, absolute no, no, no for me. It just, it drives me insane. And a lot of people talking about like running over children and stuff um and all that which yeah I can commend I get um a lot of you as well a a startling amount of you having the intrusive thought about opening the plane door as it's flying don't like that you know I'm going to have my peepers fucking peeled the next time I'm going on holidays you know next time I'm going on vacation um for anyone who's like eyeing up the airplane door um because that's not what we're going to be doing. It's just not what we're going to do. But you know, I guess in summary, like, I and you know what? I guess the interesting thing for me about this whole intrusive thought, like, I guess, t- experiment, you know, seeing what people's intrusive thoughts were over on the gram, it, it, it surprised me the amount of people that had them and that we, you know, we were not alone, you know? Because there was a time, obviously, before I even knew what intrusive thoughts were. And I was like, okay, am I just severely mentally ill? I mean, sure. But, you know, to that capacity. And God, it seems like we're all, you know, we're all playing the same mentally ill drum here. You know, we all have these fucked up thoughts. Um, So I guess that is something that unites us. Um, I was having a fucked up conversation with my friend Kay today. um, About if we died, oh sorry, no, (laughs) if we were in an accident, um, and it like left us, like, I'm sure this is a conversation that like a lot of you people have with your parents, with your friends, whatever, if, um, you were in a, if you were in like an accident, and you were left like totally paralyzed, like you could only move your fucking eyeballs, like, would you want to live? Would you want to continue living? And I mean, look, obviously, I haven't been in that situation, thankfully, so I guess, you know, until you're in someone's shoes, whatever, um, but for me, like, it was just interesting, like, obviously, we both said that we wanted to die, if that was the case, like, and we kind of, like, you know, had made, like, you know, she talked about making a pact with, like, other family members, that if it happened to them, that she'd kill them, um, and she, like, she was like, do you want me to kill you, if you're ever in that, you know, situation, and I was like, for sure, do I trust Kate's capacity to kill me, absolutely not, like, I, I'm, I'm going to live a fucking long long existence if I have to depend on Kate to fucking kill me she doesn't have it in her I know she doesn't um you know she talks a big talk but at the end of the day she's gonna be able to hold that pillow over my head no and you know it's kind of unfair I guess that we entered into that pact because I know for a fact that she's not going to be able to kill me if it comes to it and you know it's just lucky for her because I will kill her you know I'll kill her now if she wants um because she was like oh would you think you'd be able to kill me and I was like oh my god I was like 100% Kate as in it's like it's a non-issue like if you want to die you'll die um I like told her like I'd have like the whole big friend group together and I'll do like a fucking big fundraiser for the whole gig you know I'll have like a spin the wheel or like drawing straws and like the winner you know who like donates the most money or whatever gets to pull the fucking plug I was like Kate 
you don't gotta worry you know we will kill you 100% you're gonna have people baiting down your door that hospital door to fucking pull that plug um so she need not worry but I guess it is interesting like you've seen the documentaries of these people who are you know with who do have you know are living that life that existence and they somehow persevere I guess maybe if you're in that position you do you will want to live I guess you don't know until you're there I hope that none of you are ever in that position but it's interesting because I guess it brings in the whole question of euthanasia which is basically the term used for I guess assisted suicide and I I, I think in Europe I think Sweden or is it Switzerland It's, it's one of those you know hot chocolate blondes with big knocker countries um but they they have euthanasia this assisted suicide you know if you're you know dying or whatever um and you're in a lot of pain then you can go and they will i guess give you like some sort of lethal injection equivalent to kill you um i don't think they do it for like the depressed as far as i know i think they do it only on a medical term basis and i guess that raises the moral question of you know assisted suicide because like I was saying I was like look Kate if you try and kill me or whatever I was like there's also the chance that you know you could go down for my murder you know you could get you know convicted for that even though it is upon my request she was like oh no she's like I watch enough documentaries they'll never know that it was me you know I I knew I know for a fact like Kate would be like holding the pillow above my head and like the, the nurse would be in the fucking room like Kate is not as cunning as she thinks you know and I didn't have the heart to say it to her so she will go down you know she and you know what that maybe that would be nice if the two of us went together you know give Kate the electric chair um for for my for my death um but I guess it does bring in that question of like euthanasia or whatever. I do support it. I do. I support people's right to die, especially in these conditions where they're in a lot of pain and they're dying anyway. You know, I support that. I mean, whatever. I guess it's a heated debate, but I do support euthanasia and I do feel like it's probably something that will inevitably be brought, you know, in all around the globe eventually when you people just started to raise your fucking consciousness um how are we doing for time we're doing 44 minutes i guess we could nearly wrap it up do i have any parting thoughts of wisdom to bestow upon you guys today okay i've taken a second i've thought about it parting wisdom um for the end of the episode um, a lot of you, I guess, are probably not working right now. I imagine a lot of you have lost your jobs due to the scamdemic, due to con job 19. Um, again, by the remember, I used to say it with this whole vaccination thing that I, I that I probably get it, but at the same time, I also had a lot of. I guess anxiety or distrust because the the opportunity for like the world powers to vax to inject people on a global scale it didn't sit right with me I don't trust them that all changed when I thought of the fact that like if they open up clubs or like travel to people you know who have documented in getting the in the vaccine oh my god I will fucking jump on it I don't care what's in it I honestly don't care what's in it if it's fucking grounded up shite with shards of glass I'll put it in me um but I guess my parting bit of wisdom for you guys would be those of you who are unemployed and all that 
is this whole like get a job get a job you get a job um you know my job right now is trying to live my fucking life okay and trying to find happiness outside of a fucking money-making capitalist monstrosity okay mom that is what my fucking job is right now is trying to find happiness within and and not in some job um so that that is just to all of you who are going through that struggle of listening to people be like are you getting a job are you getting a job no i'm living la vida loca you know let me live can i have a day off um And, you know, it's just the the worst as well when you have, like, relatives on Facebook and, like, every fucking advert that goes up for, like, a job vacancy. And, you know, it's like, oh, it's like shop attendant, you know, they're looking for shop attendant in Tesco. And your fucking aunt, like, tags you on Facebook being like, oh, this could be good for you. And I'm like, oh, thank you so much, Carol, you bitch, for, for letting the whole fucking world know that I'm down on my luck and looking for a fucking job. And it's not just the one. It's fucking everything. And it's you know they don't have like the technical capacity to be sending it to you like a private message. They're just fucking tagging you. Like the whole world does not need to know my business. They really don't know that I'm looking for a fucking job in Tesco. Like seriously. Have some fucking grace and decorum about your social media postings. Um, you know on that. Um, it is okay just to live life um, and find happiness from within, I guess. I mean, look, I'm still looking. I have not found it. Not even close. Um, but yeah, guess we can wrap it up there. In the meantime, like always, stay woke. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.